Me too. I was, I, was I was like, we're tearing this yeah. movie apart, but I'm like, the, I fucking, I almost cried. I yeah. swear to God. Not the very end, but like, when he talks to his dad, yep. Yep. That, yep. That was it. Oh, hi. Ah. It's your boys back on the Popcorn Nerds podcast. It's your favorite pop culture podcast with snacks. Yeah. I'm your host, Taylor D. Adams, or I'm one of your hosts. Uh, the other host is sitting to my right, Mark Goings. Yes. Mark, um, Killer Queen Goings. The Queen Bass. How are you? Not too bad. How about you, man? I- I'm doing great. I'm, I'm, I'm getting back in the groove of this because we haven't done this in a while. So yeah, it has been a while it, now. It's going to, it might take a little bit. That's fine. That's, um, that's what editing's for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we're also joined by the sexy, sexy moderator, Jeff, Mr. Fahrenheit Shepard. Yeah. Uh, hey, nice. you like that one, don't you? Girl. <laughs> um, Taylor Fat Bottomed Adams. Damn. Wow. Damn, man. That's a good thing. They make the world go around, man. They do. Yeah, but I'm doughy anyway. <laughs> Sensitive, sorry. Yes. Um, if you can't tell, we're doing a full review of. Uh... It's called Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> I don't, man, what's wrong with me today? We're doing a full <laughs> review of Bohemian Rhapsody starring Robbie Malek, uh, the biopic of Queen and Freddie Mercury. Um, we're excited to talk about this one. And we've been excited to see it, too. Cause, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, when the trailers first came out, we were all like, yeah, the trailers, the trailers looked really good. Um, for those of us who are Mr. Robot fans or have seen the show, uh, Robbie Malek, big fan of him, too. Just kind of... He's, he's really good in that show, so I was like, yeah, he, he can probably do a really good job with this. And he also, like, the pictures that were coming out, he looked like Brady Murphy. Yeah. And that yeah. was... That All was, of them in the, the early press with him in just the white tank top and the mustache, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's... That's, yeah, that's, that's Freddie Mercury. Mercury. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll be talking about that uh, later in the episode. Um, for those of you join, joining us on the live stream, if you have seen it, um, let us know what you thought. If you haven't, we'll get to the review in a minute, so you guys can just hear what we're talking about anyway. Yeah. Um, so, it has been a while since we've done an episode, um, so if you've been missing us, our apologies. If you haven't, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get right into some stuff that we have missed, maybe? Um, but before we do that, because we haven't done this in a while, we're getting back into the swing of things. Mark, what is our snack choice of the day? So, snack choice of the day. For our drink, we have Full Steam's Paycheck. It is a Bohemian style Pilsner. Hey. And that was, uh. Cheers. 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 Jeff reminded me that that's what that was. So, cheers to Jeff for that suggestion. Mm -hmm. So, it's also a really good beer to drink while you're at the movies, which we were able to do at Cinemark. Yeah, Cinemark. Raleigh Grand. Cinemark, Raleigh Grand, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Hence the name Raleigh Grand. Yeah. That's I. I did not have the Bohemian Pilsner. I had something darker. You, you had wings. What did you have? Oh, I had <laughs> buffalo chicken tenders too. <laughs> yeah, those chicken tenders smelled like spice. They were actually pretty good and pretty spicy for were movie they, theater. Were, were they the uh, Mr. Fahrenheit chicken yeah. fingers? Nice. Yeah. Hey. Two hundred degrees. Yeah. But yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> um, anyway, so Bohemian style Pilsner, uh, and then to eat, we have crunchy chickpeas with Bombay spice. Mm. So what's we, the link? Yeah. yeah. We we had some contention here uh, and some doubters, but uh, some haters. haters. Freddie Mercury haters is in Indian. Uh, which I did not know that. Um and so going into the movie, like I was surprised when they announced that uh and talked about his parents being from uh Bombay and then him being born in Zanzibar. Um uh, 
and then them going to Britain. But so yeah, this is kind of a, an ode to that to to his roots a bit. Um, we also we had a lot of other ideas for snacks, and none of them were great or appropriate. Uh, or we couldn't find them. Yeah, or yeah. we couldn't find them. Yeah, yeah, yeah there yeah. was some of that too. So, uh, so this I think this was a good compromise. And I think it works really well because, uh, like I said, that was a I didn't know that anyway. And again, uh, going into this movie, I didn't really know that much about Queen. Uh, so this was this was interesting. Well, they were a band. Yes, in the seventies. I knew that from Britain, and I, and I had I knew their songs, and I knew <laughs> Freddie Mercury, but that's uh, the extent of my. What was your Was your first? Uh, I mean, everybody was kind of exposed to them differently. For me, it was um, Wayne's World was the first kind of exposure to Queen due to the Bohemian Rhapsody scene in that movie. Um, which is a great scene. Which is a great scene. Not that I hadn't heard their music, but that was yeah. the first time I was like, oh, fun, you know? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people, too, maybe who started to develop more appreciation, I would say, I would say people who previously had not given just classic rock it's due kind of um, respect. Mm-hmm. I think they, honestly, I think a lot of them got into it because of uh, games like Guitar Hero. Because, like, mm. you would go through the games and be like, oh, this is a fun song. And then you would, like, listen to that song back when you had LimeWire. <laughs> and you would download songs and give your computer a disease. Those are um, actually pretty tasty. You, just, you probably just got, like, a letter in the mail from the government. Oh, probably. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um... He didn't say he downloaded anything he wasn't supposed to. I Lime said you people. Could, uh, I said people, oh, people do would do it. Other than you. Yes. Definitely not. And, which I still haven't admitted that I've done that. Yeah. Okay. And okay, LimeWire, okay. you could download things legitimately, too. It wasn't, yeah, there was legitimate stuff on there. Why? What was, what's the fun in that? Yeah. Anyway, you would go through kind of a catalog and be like, oh, yeah, I played Killer Queen on guitar here. Oh, what else do they have? Because I'm an idiot and I don't know music. That's how, <laughs> I'm that's a how teenager. Goes, I'm 18. Please. I know so much about music. Yeah. Um... <laughs> um so yeah, so let's try these. Yeah. Now my first exposure, my, my parents were big Queen fans. They had the greatest hits on vinyl and stuff, and so nice. we would listen to that a lot. Uh, mine was actually so it's funny mm. that you mentioned Wayne from I mm. now that you mention it I'm like oh yeah I get it yeah. but like I never connected that to Queen before this really really uh, yeah um, that scene damn yeah. I actually uh, my first exposure to it was probably. Uh, back when I was a kid, back when I was a youth and used to play youth. hockey, uh, We Are the Champions was a locker room, uh, yeah. locker room jam. Also, uh, We Will Rock You was always on a jock jams compilation. That's true. That is very true. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this next pretty good. World Cuisine, Saffron Road. Yep. Iconic Indian spices like ginger, coriander, and cumin. Yep. It tastes nice. pretty good. It has three peppers for hot. I don't think it's that hot. It's not I only ate one of them though, so I ate three of them at a time, so nine peppers worth. That's got yes, enough. you got nine yeah. peppers worth. I was just yeah, a handful of them. <laughs> Mr. Peppersworth. Mr. Peppersworth. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Mark, what have you what have you been up to since we last had an episode? Uh, God, I have been okay. Getting, most most recently, yeah, yeah, getting into the weeds with my new job. Uh, yeah, which has been going Congrats. well. Um, as far as entertainment and things that we normally talk about on the podcast. Um, that's, what, that's what we really care about. I know, yeah. I know. I like mentioning the job, though. Okay. Um, Shout out. Humble brag. Pendo. Play, playing a lot of Dragalia Lost still on the phone. They keep putting out new events. Uh, and I've, yeah, just gotten into the routine of it like, like I was with Pokemon Go, where I go in, there's daily things to do, and then I go on with my day, whatever. 
Uh, and actually playing a lot of Pokemon Let's Go since that came out a couple Let's weeks go. ago. Um, haven't had as much time to put into that as I would like, but it's fun. It's a, it's a good marriage of the the capture mechanics of Pokemon Go uh, and obviously the original Pokemon games, but on a console. So that's a it's been good. Um, now very, you said you said that Pokemon Let's Go is just a remake of Pokemon Yellow. Yellow. Yep. See, I did not know that going. Like, I thought Pokemon like Let's Go was going to be this whole like new thing. Nope. Like, new mechanics. <laughs> no. Nope. Well, it's still no like game. There's new mechanics to it, and they've changed some stuff, and they've added in things mm-hmm. like there's quality of life improvements and things of that nature. Uh, it's not a direct port of Yellow, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but pretty close. Like enough that I like remember stuff like where there's hidden items and things like that. Oh, that's uh, cool. So it's it's pretty close for a lot of things, but it's it's been fun. Um, it's very nostalgic, I think, for people our age, especially. Hmm. Uh, a lot of people that's like one of the first things that they played on their Game Boy, maybe, um, or that they played extensively. Uh, so it's it's been good to go back to that. And then then next year, they have a new full Pokemon game, brand new, uh, not a remake or anything coming out on the Switch. Also, that'll be Gen Eight. How many Pokemon are there now? A uh, lot. Over 800. Jeez, man. It's a lot. There's a lot of Pokemon. I don't want to catch them all. That's no, too right? Many. Yeah, that's too, that's too hard. <laughs> 150, was like, 150 was like, yeah, all right, I'm in, let's do yeah. it. Yeah. I caught all 150 uh, back in the original. I just caught, because it's 151, right? With like, Mew on the, Mew. Yeah. yeah. So I just caught 151 on Pokemon Go. I'm still missing Porygon. And one other. How are you missing Porygon? Actually, no, that's all right. I just hatched Porygon. I was about to say, Porygon comes out of eggs pretty, pretty frequently. I just got my first yeah, the other day. Duh. Duh. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so that's, gaming-wise, that's what I've been doing. Um, just those two things, pretty much. Uh, as far as watched things, I've uh, been keeping up with The Good Place. Uh, it's been a lot of, it's, it's a fun show. Yeah. It's a fun show to watch. It's crazy. It is. It's going in some crazy directions it, for the show. It I definitely like is. It. I like yeah, how they I just, like it too. They sprinkle in a little bit of like actual like philosophy like and theories. Well, yeah. Um, and like concepts like that. I think that's kind of cool. Uh, I've, I was never really big on philosophy when I took it in college and things. Because it... that's the easy class. Well, yeah. Uh, Define easy. I was dumb. <laughs> it was eight a.m. Not oh, oh no. no no one does Dude, philosophy at eight a.m. I took uh, geography or no geology at you, eight a.m. Rocks you for took, jocks. You took rocks for jocks. Yeah, I took rocks for, for jocks. That, I actually took it at NC State, and uh, yeah, eight a.m. And I was like asleep by eight ten probably every single class. This is an igneous rock. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, you did. So, um. Keeping up with that, I actually have been burning through uh, my backlog of Bob's Burgers. Nice. Uh, I think I am about to finish season eight, and then on to season nine, which is the most recent. Yep, current season, season nine. Uh, that's so crazy. To me. I'm working on that. Uh, yeah, that's ridiculous. It's been that long already. It has. Um, there's a few things I want to watch too. There, like Shira just got a uh, reboot on yeah. Netflix. Yep. Want to check that out? Um, but yeah, I think that's. Uh, Again, normal anime stuff that I talk about week to week. Pretty standard. Uh, how about you, Taylor? What have you been watching? What are you um, been up to? What, let's see. Um, I got some I've got some things a little different. I'll start with something usual. Um, just started 
I just started and kind of have almost finished a new Amazon Prime series called Homecoming, starring Julia Roberts. Uh, Sarah oh. wants to watch that. From uh, the creator of Mr. Robot, Sam Esmail. Interesting. Um, it is. It is like, it's interesting. Like, it's weird. Um, it's a drama um, about Julia Roberts plays uh, this kind of counselor or therapist to um, Aaron Brockovich is my name to veterans that have come home um, from being at war and just kind of dealing with that. Um, but there's a larger mystery at hand, and it also does um, flash forwards or flashbacks, however you want to look at it. And what's super strange is if you watch it, you'll find you'll see that everything that takes place during like one uh, period of time looks like you're watching a normal show. Then when you actually jump ahead in the future for like I think five years have gone by, it's vertical, and it kind of makes me mad. But it, I th I think it, but it makes a it's supposed to make a point about it. Like filmed vertically, like, yeah. Like it looks like it was like shot on a phone. Black bars everywhere. It's those black bars here oh, like, and no. here, and it's in the middle. But it, but it doesn't look like the framing looks like it was shot on the phone. The quality of the image, obviously, was not shot on the phone. Yeah. But it's very because I was like I was like is it in four by three? Because I was trying to tell if it was like actually like square oh, yeah. Yeah. or not. But it, it seems vertical to me. But, Nine by and it might And it might be because of the way they're framing things too, because. It's a vertical it's a screen. This is my model, yeah. if you can't see. And you can't because you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> like if we you look at a 16 by 9 screen, imagine the center third is all you're seeing, pretty much. And the way we, we unconsciously shoot things on our phones when we shoot them kind of vertically is our subjects tend to be the toward the bottom of our frame. Um, whether we want like, and it's not like people like us who might pay attention to that. It's just like the everyday person just ends up filming something. Mm -hmm. It always usually ends up at the bottom of their frame. Um, but anyway, it's, it's, it's very weird. Like it's trying to make a point. I haven't gotten to the point yet. Um, but it's weird cause it's a half hour drama, which you don't see much of, but it's definitely weird enough where you might think it's some kind of comedy. I don't know. It's, it's, it's super strange, but I do re recommend you, uh, check it out. Um, I think it's only 10 episodes. I think I'm on episode eight right now. Um, and are they hour episodes? Mixed length. Just I said. just said. Oh, sorry. Half hour. I clicked my phone and your dog was <laughs> over here. Sorry. Literally, like. So is that like is that for for the the mathematically inclined? So that's like half thirty of a, half of a full yeah, hour. So thirty like it's around thirty minutes. Yeah. Okay. It could be twenty seven. Thirty sixtieths. Could be twenty nine of an hour. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, write thirty sixty fractions. Fractions. Yes. Anyway, so I'm watching that. Um, I just finished an audiobook called um, Dark Matter. Uh, which Nicole has gotten me into um, by Blake Crouch. Um, I actually had a couple other people recommend it to me as well. Um, it was pretty cool. Um, it's a science fiction um, type of novel. Um, it has to do this this guy. He's a physics teacher at a local college. Um, and then he gets kind of kidnapped one day and weird shit starts to happen that may or may not involve multiple timelines and stuff like that um and it's really it's really fascinating um it's pretty cool um not dave navarro which you are looking at on your computer jeff well, i don't know says, why well no no, no the no. darkest timeline. it literally dave navarro's dark matter radio okay well that's not it I, well i'm just I, it was like i typed in dark matter it wasn't podcast. A, it wasn't it's not a podcast it's audiobook oh audiobook that's why yeah he just said that jeff <laughs> yeah i just said it was an audio nobody's listening to me. Listen. yeah neither of us listen nobody to... cares what i have to say 
Maybe you will now because I'm actually the next thing I'm talking about is a game. <gasps> I downloaded a game on my no. phone. What? I downloaded not, a game on my phone. Thing. Um, I downloaded it yesterday and I just started it. Um, and it's kind of cool. It's called Life is Strange. Oh yeah, yeah. Square Enix. That's yeah. a that's a crazy game. A lot yeah. of people really love that one. Yeah, I just started checking it out and it's pretty neat. Um, it's kind of a, a your choices your choices have consequences and it maps out your your future puzzle type game to. Um, involves rewinding time which is pretty interesting as yeah. well um but yeah it's kind of cool um it will drain your battery so yeah. <laughs> make sure make sure you got a brick any phone game yeah ever. well i mean like i know that but yeah. this one in particular like i think because of how great the game actually looks like it might be just also it just yeah. updated my yeah. phone so i'm sure it's like i literally went from 13 percent to three percent not playing the game just in the matter of like three minutes my phone was off it was just like oh, oh. <laughs> um so yeah i'm playing a game ha nice get on it that's a good one too. yeah thank you um so yeah i think that's uh, i think that's about it for me jeff what have you been up to man uh i've been watching a lot of things actually so yeah like, what you been up to? outside of watching uh a lot of movies catching up on some movies and watching new ones um i, I had to go check out the new fantastic beasts how can um, they do that? Yeah, which I like. I can't talk to you about it. Which like, I mean, you can. I can. Yeah, I would just you punch punch me probably. Nicole, you want to go see that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I I saw that. I'll hold I'll I'll hold my comments until we officially can discuss it. Gotcha. Um, I I watched the first Wreck It Ralph. Um, which, which I need. need to see. I need to. I'm do. gonna wreck it. Yeah. It's a great. It's a, you know what? Like. Is that a thing he says? Sarah. Because the movie's called Wreck It Ralph. I don't get it. Yeah. What? Uh, Sarah Sarah actually, uh, like, wasn't watching it with me, but she was, like, there, and she was, like, listening to it, and she was like, are, are you watching a kid's movie by yourself? And I was like, I mean, technically, yes. But no, it's like, just because it's animated doesn't mean it's a no, kid's movie. No, I mean, it's, there's a lot of, like, kid undertones to it. Like Kid undertones? No, yeah. kids don't have undertones. They have tones. They have tones. <laughs> Adult undertones to a kid's movie. Yeah, there's no it, subtlety I mean, it, with kids. Yeah, I mean, it's like a... You know, it's like Finding Nemo, kind of like in terms of there's there's definitely adult humor in there, but uh, it's really good, and I'm super excited about Ralph breaks the internet. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'm looking. Uh, I, see that too. I need to borrow it, and I will watch it for sure. Yeah, you need to do that. What else, Jeff? What else? Lean in a little bit so people can see you. Oh, I was gonna say you said a lot of things. Two things isn't really a lot of things. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Well, three things technically because we did go see the movie at That's hand. True. Um, no, there was one other one, but I'm drawing a blank on it at the moment. Mm. Um, another movie? Yeah, another movie. I, I was like on a movie binging. Yeah. Uh, we, we talked about Star is Born already. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. That one was yeah a while ago, so I don't. I wouldn't count that as recent. Yeah. Um, potentially since I was on, last on this podcast though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you haven't seen a Star is Born, go see it. It's really good. Um, oh, and then just just uh, what's the executive producer Dick Wolf? Why am I drawing <laughs> new on order show? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it's, well, his new I, show. Yeah. What's his no, new no, show? No, no, I've been watching that. No, it's not new. I'm watching old Law and Order. You're watching old yeah. Law and Order. It's great. like OG Law and Order. Yeah, yeah. it's fantastic. I'll admit, it's kind. Of, it's like you know exactly what you're getting. Yeah. When you get into that show, and it, yeah, it makes the time go by. It's it's fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've been enjoying it. I never like. I have never watched it before. Like the past month. Really? Yeah. I just, I, those those types of things just they. I don't watch them. Yeah. But you are. I am now, <laughs> but it's because Sarah's like seen them all, but she like is obsessed with this stuff. So, huh. okay, yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah, so that's that's it for me. And then, game wise, I actually so I I've been I've been building this new desk right, and part of building the new desk it is looks so lovely. Can, it, it does. It's gonna look should post it cooler, in the chat. Will not do that. It's not done yet. <laughs> 
Um, it's not done yet. It's not done yet. Um, no, but I've, like while while building this desk, um, I obviously want to put my computer on it, and it's been making me think about new games that I want to play. Mm. And I was, I really hate to admit it, but I was I was watching someone stream Fortnite the other day, and I was like, man, I kind of want to try it. It looks it's like fun. Really I mean, it's fun. free. The battle royale yeah. one's free. Yeah, like, I like. I actually like the saves the world one, the yeah. single player. Yeah, I, I, um, everyone's playing that a lot too. I don't really? know if it still is, but <laughs> yeah. So you know, I hate jumping on bandwagons, but it. It looked pretty fun, which obviously it's pretty fun because it's you know there's a reason the people are playing it ever. Yeah, yeah. they so, hit like 200 million monthly users or something ridiculous like that. I think the I, I, yeah I saw that I don't remember what the actual stat was though. It was 200 million somethings. Originated yeah. right here in the Cary, North Carolina. Cary, North Carolina, right yeah. by Crossroads Mall. Yeah, yep. whoop, woo. <laughs> that's um, where Iron crazy. Man Three was filmed. Part of it, yeah. Yep, part of it. So yeah, that's uh, that's what I got for you guys. Cool, man. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, cool. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's let's get into um, some Bohemian Rhapsody stuff. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Starting right now. I enjoyed the show. I also write songs. Our lead singer just quit. And then you'll need someone new. I love the way you move on stage. The whole room belongs to you. Don't you see what you could be? No one will play us on the radio. We need to get experimental. Thunderbolts and lightning, very, very frightening. Do it again. One more. How many more Galileos do you want? Roger, there's only room in this band for one hysterical queen. Mark these words. No one will play a queen. Fortune favours the bold. Freddie, concerning your private life. What more do you need to know? I make music. I want to give the audience a song that they can perform. What's the lyric? Ready, Freddie? That's good. A chronicle of the years leading up to Queen's legendary appearance at the Live Aid concert. That's that's the synopsis for this movie. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's very accurate. Is is really very accurate. Yeah. Um, yes, um, a lot. Well, not a lot of turmoil behind the scenes going into this movie, um, but there was a major issue um, with this movie, kind of right off the bat, um, because the assigned director Brian Singer. Um, has been engaging in some illicit behavior with underage boys, and that's not a great thing. So, yeah. And a and a, and while that was also going on, before well, before that, they knew that that was happening. Yeah. There was also bring him in. <laughs> there was also um, a lot of turmoil on set with him, him not being there for tapings, him showing up late. Um, him and star Rami Malek got into kind of an altercation, not a physical one, but a shouting match, um, on set. Uh, and so he was removed, um, as director, Brian Singer was removed as director from this movie on, uh, December 5th, 2017. Um, and so now give me one second. I have to look up who was brought in to help finish the project. Um, yeah, you might be quicker at it. Uh, Dexter Fletcher. Dexter Fletcher. 
um, who's mostly in, been most act, most acting gigs. I'd say is probably where his strengths have been. Um, yeah, a lot so of stock and two smoking barrels. Yes, yep. yes. Um, which it, while you watch this movie, that style is kind of evident in a lot of sequences, a lot of shots, a lot of just different editing techniques and segments are kind of prevalent in this movie. Um, so. There was a lot of turmoil with that going on. Then there was a big backlash when the first trailer came out. People were upset that there wasn't enough in there to indicate the true nature of Freddy's sexuality. And the stuff that we talk about right here is not a spoiler because it happened in real life. It's like if we, we can't spoil the Titanic because at the end of the movie, <laughs> the boat sinks. The ship. What? Excuse me. Um, what? what? That really happened? Um, which there's a whole subset of people that did not know that either. Um, so there were people were upset about that not being uh, shown directly in the trailer and all three of us are like, bro, it's a trailer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> additionally, they came out and said after that too that this isn't a Freddie Mercury biography or biopic. It's a queen. It's a queen. Queen biopic. biopic. Yes. Um, which I thought, yes, but while I was watching this movie, it was hard for me to not think of it as, but it's kind of hard. Yeah. The, the two are together. Yeah. Like we'll, we'll Freddy, get into that. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get, we'll get to that together. Um, together. Together. As I mean, one. It's like it's like if you did a like Nirvana biopic and and you did, focused and, on and you focused you, on Kurt Cobain. Like, like you have to. Yeah. Like, I get it. I get it. But um, but anyway, so this movie had a lot of turmoil behind it going into it. Um, but nevertheless, everything about this movie hooked us. Like we were super interested in seeing it for sure. Yep. Um, so Mark, what were your overall thoughts of Bohemian Rhapsody? <laughs> One more time. I was burping in the middle of that and I didn't want to <laughs> do it into the microphone. So Mark, That's what were your me. overall thoughts with Bohemian Rhapsody? Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it. I feel like that's like my standard answer. Uh, I was talking to someone the other day and I was like, I, I am not like super prone to be like oh i loved it it was fantastic like i'm not like i don't embellish like like i don't get super excited you're about not in touch with that. your feelings no i am i just don't like i don't know i'm Have very them. i'm very i'm very <laughs> medium just he's the he's hey the it's mark he's the switzerland of emotions he's so adequate um, so incredibly average so i mean i enjoyed it i had fun watching it i do think it had its issues um I think that partially could have been from the uh, the split on the directors. I think that could have been just they didn't know ex exactly. Now I'm burping. What's See, hell, yeah, all right, not so hard. Um, not exactly sure what it, like it wanted to be or what its focus should be, and so like it had these weird pacing issues at some parts, and I don't know. But like overall, I think the highs of the movie where they get you like were very good and very well done. Um, and I think especially if you're a fan of the music, like they cater to that and they have like the parts that you'll be expecting, uh, that are just fantastic. There, I said fantastic. Yay. Jeff, what did you think? Um, I believe after the credits were done, your verbatim response when you looked over at me after the movie was, I have a boner. Yeah. I think that, <laughs> that sounds, sounds like something I would have said. So I'm going to neither confirm nor deny that. Um, no, I, um, you know, throughout the movie, probably through the first two thirds of the movie, I was, I was not convinced that I was going to like it. 
Um, and then at the end, I really thought, I mean, so like your, your synopsis says it's, it's leading up to the live aid performance, right? Like yeah. I thought that pulled everything together and I really, really liked it after that. Um, and it like, honestly, it made me think about a lot of the lyrics to the queen songs mm-hmm. and kind of how they fit into their lives, his life. Um, and then like, I don't know, like, for example, we are the champions, like, mm-hmm. When I like when I was a kid, I always just thought about that like as winning or losing, right? Mm-hmm. But then like I watched it at the Live Aid concert, and it like made me think like, oh, it's like we the human race are the champions. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of like so I was like made me think about different things, which was really cool. Um, so yeah, I would say I also liked it. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm. I think I think we're a lot of us are in agreement right now. Um, for me, I was very worried I wasn't going to like it. Um, and I think probably the first third, maybe the first half of the movie, I was kind of like, okay. Yeah. Like, yep. For me, it, it got right into it. And like we'll get into the spoilers, but uh, the tone of the movie is one thing from the very beginning. And it stays the exact same tone um, and vibe like up until halfway through the movie and then things all of a sudden change which is just kind of for me like the way a story is supposed to go like it starts at one point and then rises to one point and then falls like in more of a a asymmetrical pattern this seemed Mm -hmm. like there was a direct like in the middle of the movie things just were different Mm -hmm. um i felt like and i felt uh rami malek did a great job playing freddie mercury i was a little the the dialogue for the first half of the movie felt kind of super basic to me for your musical biopic like your standard stuff about like um a kid maybe rebelling against his parents and i was yeah. like okay i've seen this before but i mean that's not but that's also a story that happens over and over again like yeah, i'm yeah. not going to fault it for being unoriginal because it is exactly what happened and actually this is kind of this is kind of funny um uh a fellow podcaster that i follow um, he said he can't really watch that many musical biopics anymore since he saw Walk Hard. Because <laughs> everything to him, like that movie is, if you guys aren't familiar with Walk Hard, a Dewey Cox story, it's a it's a complete farce. It's like false. It's This just stars John C. Riley and a bunch of other really funny people as this uh, fake historical musician, um, Dewey Cox, based very loosely kind of on... Um, walk the line uh the johnny cash movie um but it's complete farce it's a comedy everything's made up um and everything is very over the top with the hurdles that that fake musician goes through in order to get to where they want to go and so that for that person like since he's seen that movie whenever he sees musical biopics it's like he's he he compares it to that and it's just like can't take any of it yeah you can't take any of it seriously and i'm like well that's a bummer that you can't separate the two worlds but (laughs) um that sounds like a you problem but I kind of understood that when we went when we go through certain scenes in Bohemian Rhapsody, like oh, like like formulaic not, almost, yeah, 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 to a point. Um, so I felt the music was like so much fun. It was yeah. it was so much fun, and seeing how some of the they recreating some scenes in which the musical moments were created, how the songs were created, that that's always really cool. And I feel this might be getting deep, but I feel like this movie above anything else kind of speaks to the power of music. 
because I think at its heart, the movie is kind of a mediocre movie. But as soon as we get into the music of Queen, it just elevates the entire movie. And everybody is having fun. Everybody right. is not, we're not really worried. Like, we're caring for the characters, but we're caring for the characters because we know they made this music. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought that was really interesting. And that's not a, a downfall of anything. I think it's just a different kind of way to approach how you watch this movie. Um couple scenes like i said were, were weird to me um but overall i i i did very much enjoy it and there was a point in the movie where i was like you know what? i'm just like having a good time like there were there were, there were honestly moments like i don't know if you guys have ever listened to a song or seen a band live where you get like goosebumps mm-hmm. like i got this watching some of these performances in this movie and that's that's really cool to me yeah. and it's not even things about like, if i had like if i saw a biopic about my favorite band like would that how would how would I feel about that? I think mm-hmm. that might be kind of cool. Um, so, yeah, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it as well. I will say that if you just if you're just looking to go and have a good time, I would say go out and see this movie. If you're if you're trying to avoid paying twenty dollars for a ticket, you know maybe not. Maybe wait till it goes to a discounted theater or it comes yeah. on Netflix or to rent on iTunes for like four bucks. But it's definitely it's definitely a good time. Um, you can for say sure. that. I can feel like. Good time having a... Maybe I'm doing that on purpose, Maybe Mark. You are. Hey. Um, don't stop me now. Uh, <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think we're good. Do you guys want to go ahead and jump into the spoiler Yeah, stuff? well, I was yeah. just thinking about that because, like, you guys asked me what, like, I thought of the movie and then I felt like I, just, I went to the very end of the movie and I was like, wait a second, like, am I spoiling this? And I was like, this is real life. It was in the synopsis, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, also yeah. it was in the synopsis, but, like... I mean, like, you know, if it's based on a true story, right? Like, mm-hmm. then, like, are there really spoilers? Yeah. I mean, like, they, they for how the spoil, movie, like, if there's a shocker, or, like, well, for how the movie plays out. Like, and also for lesser known yeah, stories. This yeah. is Queen. Like, people know who Queen is. Yeah. 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 So I, I think spoilers away. Cool. Sorry. Can't say. What's that word you use? Spoilers. I like that word. Start from the beginning. We can start from the very beginning. Um, it's yeah. kind of like, hey guys, we're gonna play at Farm Aid, but we're gonna rewind yeah. 10, 15 years, and we're gonna get there. I'm like, oh okay. Like that to me was like, did you just say Farm Aid? I said Tarantino. Oh. I think we were talking at the same time, and you heard I, bits I from heard both. I heard crosstalk, and I was like, yeah, okay, never mind, sorry. Um. Oh but, yeah, like non-linear. Yeah, but like a lot of pe- start at the end and then go back. And a lot, how they but a lot there. of people do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I feel like you didn't really need that, but okay. Um, my The thing I talked about earlier about it having kind of one tone is I felt like Freddy was this cocky son of a bitch right from the very beginning. And that's not actually like kind of who he was. Like he was actually a super shy guy. But once he hit, once he got on the stage, he was this flamboyant, cocky, confident, just yeah. the spectacle to behold. And... We never got like that kind of vulnerability from him, other than the brief scene where he's working on the tarmac and they call him a packy. Yeah, but that's okay. Like, yeah, that, that last, was that like lasted. It, that uh, that six, scene. That six scene seconds. Was, yeah, that yeah. scene was super small. And he's like, I'm. And then as soon as he Pakistan, and then the scene was over. And, and then, yeah, and then, and then he gets home and he's like, I'm going out, and he's like dressed up, and I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're jumping ahead to this. I mean, like they, they did they did bring in some of like with the him going out and like his dad comes home and he's like oh like you're you know you're going out again like 
don't know. They like brought a little bit of the family tension in there. Well, yeah, no, the, the tension. But I feel like him is like that. That didn't deter him from doing anything. No, no. and also, and then you go right into like, oh, he goes and sees that band, and then the band loses the singer. And he jumps in, and he's like, I'm awesome. Yeah. and they're like, oh, okay. And then they go right, oh, we're gonna get signed. Like less than yeah. fifteen minutes. It was later. like that was the some of the pacing I was talking about, where it was just like. 30 seconds, next thing, 30 seconds, 30 seconds, and yeah. then, like, all of a sudden, like, Queen is fucking famous. Yeah, we didn't have time for anything. Yeah, that thing was yeah. an issue. And then halfway through, we started to slow down, because then you started to get to the drama. Yeah, yeah. The, I think the I think the famous montage kind of came, like, because there, there's got to be, like, there's got to be, like, a progression of fame. Like, you know, they didn't, yeah. they didn't like, play their little show, with, like, the first, first time with this new band, and then all of a sudden they're selling out, like, Wembley, like... No, they, you know, they, they sold out shows or they, you know, give a little bit of the, the lead up to that yeah. uh, instead of like they went from the first show that he does with this band to like him basically just like yeah do- dominating shows. Yeah, because um, that, that just escalated quickly. Yes. Uh, they, they just burned through it. Um, yeah, like I, that was at the very beginning. I was like, this, they're like this. It's all weird, like how it's kind of progressing through all of this. Yeah, and um, that put me off at first. And so at first, I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this already. And then we kept watching, and you know, it again, even yeah. now. But that that start was a little. Rocky it didn't for give sure. me time to care about them. Yeah, like had I not known who Queen was, had I not known who Rami Malek was, yeah, uh, I I am not caring for any of these guys halfway through the movie. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. But then I hear Fat Bottom Girls, and I'm like, yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you know, but it's like, that's what I was saying. That kind of like trumps everything else. Um, but it's just so weird to go through this kind of sped up, you know, microwaved version of the success in order to just, it's like they sped it up just to get to the point where things go bad. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I felt we needed to build like, it a little bit more. Yeah, Granted, yeah. you've got to do a 15, 20 year that's a biopic inside yeah. of two and a half. I think it was like two and a half or something like that. Yeah, it was like about that. two and a half hours. Um, it was yeah, way longer than I thought it was going to yeah. be. Yeah. I didn't hate that that was that no, long. I didn't either. Other than the fact that I had told my brothers that I was potentially going to meet up with them for beers afterwards. Nah. And then, and then I got out of the movie 45 minutes after I was going to yeah. potentially meet them. Nah, you ain't. Um, um. Yeah, uh, no, so we actually, we got a little uh, audience participation right now. Um, and so, I, I'm gonna, you, you've seen the question already, so I'm going to pitch this one to Mark first. Um, actually, I don't know if Mark's seen both of these movies. Um, the question is, on a scale of Jobs to Ray, the movies, where does this fall in biopics? And you get to decide. Biopics. Biopics. Biopics? Biopics? No, biopics. Bio. Yeah. Uh, no. Um. I hear what you're saying. You get to pick which, which end of the spectrum either of those movies are, too, because... I actually haven't seen either of those. What? So you're right. Oh. Uh, so Mark's not even on the scale. No. Like, <laughs> so my scale is already you just, skewed. You throw a dart. Just yeah. Wherever it lands you on the roulette. Have have you, can you think of a biopic that you have seen? Do we got it? Talladega Nights? Yeah, right? Yeah. Duh. Uh, no, like, I I generally don't go for, like, the documentary. Real movies. Like, biopics. Like, yeah. Uh it's not something I normally seek out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of any other like dramatized biopic type things I've seen, and I'm blanking right now. So I, yeah, my scale is skewed. Okay. Uh, so, but okay. So just I guess in an, in general, you would ske- you would skew it towards the better of the. I would think so. Uh, 
But again, if I don't have like a point A and B, mm-hmm. like it's just it's just there. Taylor, can you gotcha. save this sinking ship? <laughs> um, I would say so. I think probably a more recent. I haven't seen Jobs. Um, it's not as good as Ray. Um, I would think that probably more of the more re- more recent biopics I've seen is probably The Founder um, with uh, Michael Keaton as the founder of McDonald's. Mm. Well, debatable founder of McDonald's. Um, you watch the movie, it's kind of fucked up. Um, but the way that, if we're going with the way that characters were kind of portrayed, if they were portrayed successfully or not, I would say for the most part, Queen was relatively successfully portrayed. Granted, I don't know Queen like that, but I think from trying to relate with them and connect with them, I don't... I think it only found success because of the music. Like, I think because of that first half of the movie, because it's so microwaved, it's so instant, that you lose the connection to the characters just based off of what is exactly on the screen. Mm. Like, and I think it has benefited from its subject matter being so much more widely known. Um, Had it been, had it been like, I don't know if you ever saw the documentary called a band called, or a band called death. Um, That was like a documentary about this, like very little known uh, black punk band in the fifties when no one was making punk music. Um, So that you wouldn't, you would need to really dive into those characters in order to relate to them. This, you didn't necessarily need to because everybody knows who Queen is. But this is Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap. You're, all your all your bio, all your biopics are, are fake. fake. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, would, I would say I would screw it more toward the better end, but kind of centered. Yeah. I, it has its pitfalls. I, well, yeah. I, and I think like... If, if Just from take, like an experience, I guess, is probably the best way to judge it. Yeah. If you t- I mean, I think if you take the take like the the band out of it, like and the music, like kind of away from it, and like the the household name. If you didn't like, know, if you didn't know, I don't think it would be as enjoyable as maybe either of the other two. I think um, yeah, if it had if it had less music and more of the character drama, because mm-hmm. the only character drama we actually see is Freddie. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. my issue. Is if it's a Queen biopic. You have to show me what's going on with Brian May. You have to show yeah. me what's going on with Roger. You have to show me what's going on with the bassist, so I can't remember his name is. But you have to show me all of that. All the drama. Deeks. They call them Deeks. Um, but you have to show me what's going on with yeah, with people other than Freddie. Granted, Freddie was the front man. He's not, no, I'm not going to argue most important, but the most widely known. So obviously your attention is going to go there first. But that was my thing too. Like One of the reasons they were like, we're going to tone down like Freddie Mercury's sexuality in this because it's a queen biopic not Freddie Mercury but then they didn't really focus on yeah any of the other guys they tried to a little bit they were like oh this song was actually written by Brian and Mm -hmm. this song was written by Roger and like they tried to give credit to those songs which is great like then you're like oh that was actually one of my favorite songs like Brian's the one that did that that's Mm -hmm. cool um but that's really the extent of their like character development they're just there for Freddie to push against and yeah. have that conflict and then come back together. Like there, there wasn't any development of them. We didn't really get to know them. And maybe that was the issue: is like you're telling us this is a Queen biopic and not a Freddie biopic, but, but it's then, not. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that I like didn't enjoy seeing all of more of, of Freddie Freddie Mercury, but yeah. 
I feel like it would have, it would have meant more if you know exactly what was going on. Cause, mm-hmm. and he had all these subtleties too. Like, like, I don't know if you guys knew that Brian May is an actual astrophysicist. I don't know if you knew that going into this movie. Nope. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't really know. I, mean, I, I assumed it was true. Yeah. He has, he, yeah, he has it. a, he has a doctorate. He's written books. Um, cool. and, and then, and they mention that a lot, but you never see him do anything like yeah. that. And then there's, and then Freddie's the constantly being picked on. For yeah, it. and then yeah. Freddie's constantly alluding to Roger cheating on his wife. We never see any of those indiscretions. Yep. So, like, what are we doing here? But this is so weird because we're having these issues with this movie, but we had a really great time and we just like loved it. Like, really, yeah. like, think of it like that. Like, we really did love this movie, but it had so many problems. Um, I think. I think one thing that the music obviously we love the music, um, but I think I think there was like a couple scenes where it got cheesy. Like I enjoyed seeing these these uh, fictionalized moments where the songs were created. The yeah. one that felt extremely cheesy was another one bites the dust. That yeah. was like I was where like, it just starts playing on the I was like it felt like a music video in that point. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> they're like, hey, check out this sick beat. They're about to they're about to have an altercation. And he's like, I better know. No, no, and I stop, and, then, and they're like, "That's together. cool," and I'm like, "They're they're about to fight," so he plays another one, bites the dust. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I laugh though, not as like, "Come on," but like, ah, it was yeah. cheeky. Yeah, it was I, cheeky. I come back to this a lot. Complaints you had about Ready Player One, um, <laughs> where you were like, "Everything you," the- I, I let it go, Mark. You have not know, let this go. Everything you said, everything for the characters like came too easily. Like they saw, they figured out these problems too easily, and I felt like that happened in this a lot too. Like, they were mm-hmm. like, oh, we need to figure this out. We know exactly what we need to do. Uh, do this, do this, you go here, we're, we're going to do it. It's great. Everything's great. And then oh, same yeah. thing with the, the again, the base look there. Yeah, oh, yeah, like, for sure. Everything was just like, there wasn't a struggle to make the music. They were like, inspired infinitely. Yeah. And everything just, it was like, oh. Which, this might have been that. more, this might have been, this might have been better. Maybe this was just a string of uh, music videos, if you actually think about it. Maybe. No, I mean, so, like, the way I look at it, though, is, like, look, I have no idea how they made their, their music process, and yeah. what their process was. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, just being, like, mm-hmm. an optimist, you can be, like, hey, maybe that is what they did. Like, maybe, like, you know, they, they clearly, a lot, a lot of, the of them st- wrote different songs. A lot of yeah. the stories so, behind those songs are actually true. Like, coming up with We Will Rock You, like, that's 100% true. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah exactly. And I thought that was really cool. But it's, like, a moment. Because yeah. you go from... Because it's, it's so strange because you go from, because uh, right before that is when Freddie tells his wife that he thinks he's bisexual. Yeah. And then you go right to this. And it's like, okay. Which I think, I was, tr- I was trying to place, I was trying to think about this and maybe someone who's seen it can correct me on it. Um, he, he quote unquote comes out to his wife I think after their after they record Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. okay. But while they're recording Bohemian Rhapsody in the barn, like he makes the joke to Roger about there can be only room for one hysterical queen. Yeah. So it's kind of like, was that was that a how much of a joke was that line for him to say? See, I that's a great question because later in the movie he calls them all queens. Yeah. And then I was like, well. 
So maybe I guess just one hysterical queens and then everybody else is but, a queen. And maybe maybe queen for him actually meant members of queen. Yeah, I don't, or I don't like know. maybe like, he was like we're all royal. They're like, all, they're all, they're all misfits or you know whatever. Maybe like, yeah. But I, I also think that's part of the persona. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when he was maybe on so. stage, like he like you mentioned it even like the stage persona was supposed to be very different from who mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury act- actually was, mm-hmm. especially early on. Mm-hmm. And so, like, maybe while, like, the band was together and they were having those moments, they were just like, oh, he's just, like, he's being he's being Freddie Mercury, yeah. not Farouk. Yeah. Uh, and so, I don't know if that's easy enough to write it off that way. Uh, I mean, that's, like, a minute thing, but I was just mm-hmm. thinking about that after the movie about, I think I was thinking about some of the pacing issues. Because I knew there was, there's an issue, too. I think there's a song, I can't remember which song it is, but it's playing shortly after... He gets diagnosed. Um, they don't show the band play, <clears throat> playing it. It's just a no. No, 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 no. It's just a song. It's just a song that is playing in the background, um, and it and it kind of implies that the song was written. Oh, um, who wants to live forever? I think or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the song is in. It's the movie's implying that the song was written because Freddie got AIDS, but actually was written by one of the other guys for mm-hmm. something completely different. Um, I think there was, somebody was taking issue with that, and I was like. Okay, well, you're you're also that person is interpreting that that's what that means, which this is all art. You can interpret whatever you want. Oh, you're talking about um, like, the timing of that, and that's their interpretation, right, yeah, 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 yeah. not necessarily how. Yeah, it Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I, and I think that like, but those are some of the coolest, cooler moments though, where you see how the songs come to fruition through ideas or whatever like that. Um, but yeah, super minute details where they're really. swinging the the amp back and forth and where they're like banging pots. I like that where they like, went like when they were playing the, the that was kind of cool. Like yeah, the, where they're trying to like where they're experimenting. And yeah. I thought that was a cool like little montage that they did. Oh but. yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, we got, I got another uh, another question from Jesse mm-hmm. actually. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's kind of a it's going to put you both on spot because I think it's actually a pretty tough question. Um, so you guys both kind of had issues with um, kind of the, the way that things played out and how some of the things seemed to just like come easy and there was not really a lot of struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, so what movie do you think is a like really good example of like enough struggle and like how they find their way through the kind of the puzzle or whatever of the movie? Um, he brings up one that I, I think is actually a good example is, is Goonies. Um, I haven't seen the Goonies still. Oh my. This guy, I know. This fucking I know. Guy. Get out. I asked where I could watch it and no one would tell me. We've, and we've I asked if, it up. There's, there has been three movies that we have asked if you have seen and you have on seen this none one. of them. Yeah. On this, on this podcast. entertainment podcast. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. Um, I'm working on it. Eventually. I mean, there, there are lots of examples. Goonies is one and that's that's more of a... a yeah, more, it's a story about a group of characters overcoming a certain obstacle. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, kind of a more recent um, example and that's dealing with one specific character in general is like i think it was because i was listening to a podcast where barry jenkins was on there barry jenkins um director of moonlight which won best picture a couple years ago um and i think because i had i had heard him today made me think of moonlight but that is an example of one particular character going through a lifetime of struggle um excuse me lifetime a very a young lifetime getting up into um he goes through his childhood goes through his teens goes through his 20s and finally kind of finds himself and he Mm -hmm. he goes through um his mother being a drug addict he goes through having a mentor die he goes through struggling with his sexuality so there's i mean that's just the first one that comes to my mind um but like i said that's with one particular um character um i'm gonna make mark pick a movie 
You're gonna make me pick. Yeah, yeah. You have to. You have to. You have to say one now. Hmm. Where the struggle was enough, but not too easy, not too much. Was the struggle like? But what the question was the struggle real? (laughs) All fake. Or or did it just come to them too easily? The answers, (laughs) like Ready Player, Ready Player One, which I didn't bother me there. I don't know. Uh, So you you cannot give that as your answer. Shit on my head. SMH. Taylor shaking his head. Um. Come back to me. I'll have it before the end of the podcast. Coco? I haven't seen that one. Bro! I know, I know. Bro, you'll cry. It's, it's on Netflix. I'm sure I will. I almost cried at the end of this one. Yeah. yeah <laughs> me I was, too? I was, I was, I was, I was like, we're tearing this yeah. movie apart, but I'm like, the, I fucking, I almost cried. I yeah. swear to God. Not the very end, but like... When he talks to his dad. Yep. 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 Dad, yep. That was it. Yep. Um, Coming in. Repeating the, uh, repeating the, yeah, good yeah. words, the, good the mantra that yeah. his, his dad instilled in him, and being accepted with his with his friend, who I thought for um, a hot second was Rob Delaney. Um, <laughs> you'll know him. You'll know him. His at uh, you'll know him as Peter from Deadpool two. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it was the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Jim Hutton. Jim Hutton. That was a funny scene when it was like a Jim Hutton in the phone book, and it was like, it was like a bunch of all hundred Jim Huttons. You're not an easy man to find. Um, but yeah, I, I'll think about it. I'll, I'll noodle on it. Okay, Jeff. Well, I think it's really it's kind of a weird spot, right? Because like I'm gonna I like I recently saw A Star Is Born. I thought the mm-hmm. pacing of that and like kind of like how it goes through the movie, which I think is what we're what the question is. I thought they did a really good job. But then it made me start thinking of, which I also haven't seen, Walk Hard. Um, but it made me think, like, it, it that movie is more kind of cookie cutter. Like, you can almost kind of tell where it's going. It, it wasn't 100% predictable. And like I told you, which you didn't know, that's the fourth time that movie's been made. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also true. Also true. But it, my question is... I knew more than I haven't seen. I haven't seen any of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Or read about any of the other ones. Are they the same script? Like, are they following the same story, or are yep. they? They're so they all have the same plot features. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, interesting. Different. I believe the character names are different, yeah. and yeah, maybe the setting so. is different. Yeah. But interesting. Okay. I think the unique. I think the unique perspective for this one was that Bradley Cooper was in it and directed it. I think that was kind of his his little project. Yeah. Which yeah, he's he's awesome, but. I thought I thought the movie like that movie was really good the way that like there there was a struggle um, both character struggle and like like struggling music like musically um, mm-hmm. so I, and and yeah I thought it was really good and that was a multi character one right that one's both yeah. Gaga's character and Cooper Cooper's mm-hmm. character um, which I don't know Lady Ga- Lady Gaga Stephanie something I don't know Stephanie her last name but first name I'm, gonna look that one up, okay. I'm curious okay have fun does the struggle. Stephanie, Joanne, Angelina, Germanota. Mm-hmm. I see why she. Did won't. you know her Lady Gaga was actually that name came from a um, a mistext. What was it supposed to be? No, I, someone was texting her. Um, I think ha ha. Oh ha ha! And it came and through it, Gaga, Gaga, and she was like, "I don't like that." Going by Gaga. I thought someone said it was because she the Queen, Queen Radio, Radio Gaga. Gaga. I think I no like an influence, but or right. maybe it was actually Radio Gaga, but it was corrected to Lady. Maybe. Gaga in the text. Let me, let me see. Anyway, look that up. Find that out. Mark, yeah. keep going. But the um, Radio Gaga. Yeah. Yeah. Struggle. Uh, Logan. I think that 
was really well done with him. Yeah. That was more of a an internal struggle and like learning to let go, learning to care for people. Mm. Uh, but I think that was well done and paced. But he had a whole I mean, the whole movie to do that, mm-hmm. um, and also seventeen years to do that too. If you think about it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess that's. So maybe that's your, I'm also conflating that because there have been that would be that would be an interesting mar- that would be an interesting marathon. All of to the, watch all movies with Wolverine slash Logan in them. Do you from, have to watch X Men Origins? I think you have. To, I think you no. You can skip that one because okay. that because they eradicated that timeline pretty much when they started <laughs> making others. Um, but watch like the like X one X one through three and the Wolverine and then Logan. Throw Days of Future Past in there just with a cameo. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so we can skip ahead if we want to, to us almost crying, talking about the scene with the dad. Um, well, I don't want to skip over the fact that I, that Paul was a twat. I, like, <laughs> I, I thought he did a really, like a he, really good job. He played a great twat. Like, <laughs> he played a great twat. I hated him. Like, oh yeah. Really Just, hated him. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it was about him, but like every time he was on the screen, I was like, "That guy sucks." Yeah, <laughs> which is that's that's just a great like that's great writing that character and like mm-hmm. that was a great portrayal of that character. Mm-hmm. Like the like, little snubs where he's pouring the the champagne and then Roger holds his glass out and he's like, mm, "Yeah, yeah, you know. he's a tw- that's a great he's a twat." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I wanted to make sure that Wanka. we did not pass over the fact Wanka. that he is just the worst he's the worst like yeah but it, it, it's really interesting being able to see, like you're kind of like seeing a character's kryptonite on stage for or like on the screen for what like an hour of the movie almost yeah, right? yeah. like it was where he's slow slowly and chipping away at the relationships yeah. and everything um i like when um Littlefinger showed up. <laughs> you guys, you can't. You guys don't know actor names. You just I don't. know character names. Well, because yeah. Jeff leans over to Taylor and Taylor's never watched Game of Thrones. He goes, "Well, I know, I know, I know, I know who that is." Yeah. yeah, like, and I was like, "Oh shit, it is." Because like, as soon as he came on, I was like, "He looks familiar." And then I heard Jeff go, "Littlefinger," and I was like, "Oh I'm damn, just, it is." I'm just glad he didn't have his, his name stupid, is Aiden Gillen. For yeah, Aiden, Aiden, Aiden yeah. your thanks, buddy. We're you know you're not just known to Littlefinger. <laughs> Um, Alan Leach is the guy that played uh, Paul the Twat. Um, <laughs> um, he's actually from uh, one of his big roles was the first season of Downton Abbey. Um, okay. And then Mary uh, Austin. Mary Austin is played by Lucy Boynton. 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 Um, she is from Sing Street. Oh, she was in Gypsy. That show was terrible. <laughs> um, anyway, she's got some more credits too. Um, I feel like she did a pretty good job, though. Like, hey, yeah. So that the that was wait Paul Rogers. Is that what you said? No, no, no. I okay, never mind. Sorry. Wait, Paul. Wait, Paul. I, the character's name was Paul. His name was yeah, Paul. I thought, I thought you said Paul Rogers, and so no. I, I was looking it up. I don't, who, I don't know who. Paul Rogers is a musician that they did like they did collaborations with. Okay. So I was like, I was, I was wondering if that was the same Paul, and they left out that whole part about them collaborating. collaborating. Yeah. Um, I was waiting for Bowie to show up. I know. I kind. They started playing under pressure, and I really wanted. I was like, who's gonna play Bowie? You mean they started playing Ice Ice Baby? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Get out of here, Jeff. <laughs> um, a couple other thing. A couple other shout outs. Um, uh, shout out to Mike Myers, who was in ten minutes of this movie. As the uh, record executive who would not put up with their bullshit, um, which I was like, I feel like you're just a toned down fat bastard at this point. Yeah. Um, and that that whole scene was so weird to me, like them trying to pitch Bohemian Rhapsody because they were like, 
this isn't a song that teenagers are going to be listening to banging their heads. And I'm like, that's what this song is known for. Yeah. Like, are we too on the nose? Are we too on the nose with I, this reference? Yeah, I thought so maybe a little bit there. <laughs> I do like that they came back to him at the end when they're playing live and he's just like... That was kind of oh. funny. He's just like... That was good. You're just standing there. I compl- <laughs> I, by that time, I had completely forgotten about him as a character. Yeah. Because they hadn't like referenced back to him in like yeah. over an hour. And yeah. they just, I was like, yes, nice. Well um, the actor Tom Hollander, who plays uh, Miami. Miami. Jim Beach. Yeah. Um, Jim Beach. He's in a lot of he's. <laughs> He's in a lot of stuff, actually. Um, so I was actually surprised to see him as a, this a very small supporting character. Mm-hmm. Like I think his dialogue probably, if you looked at the script, probably took a total, total of two or three pages. Um, yeah. But he was—he's uh, been on a, a bunch of shows and a bunch of movies. Um, a British actor and like to, native to the content that he's into. Um, I'm trying—I'm just looking through the cast, make sure we didn't forget anybody extremely memorable. Um, I mean, those are those are the main people we're talking about, and then um, uh, Gwil Gwilum, G W I L Y M, Gwilum Lee, um, plays Brian May. I thought he did a really good job. Um, good. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think everybody actor wise did a great job with this yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any issues with any of the acting or anything like that. Um, I. I, like, it's so weird to like I don't know if we're being nitpicky or not but if it's yeah. just like we we honestly had a good time at this movie but it's still like what was your what was your favorite song that they played in the in the movie not your favorite Queen song um I think it was it, I think it might have been a tie between We Are the Champions mm-hmm. and um love of my life because of the way they're used in the movie like mm-hmm. love of my life like that gave me goosebumps because that's actually to me that's not a very well-known queen song to me mm-hmm. like i knew that they had a song called that but honestly i couldn't sing you a verse or anything like that but showing how they use that in the movie and for them to see the expressions on their faces when they learned their impact of their music like having the entire crowd sing it back like Mm -hmm. that gave me goosebumps yeah because like as an audience member i've been a person to sing back the lyric and i can only imagine what an artist is actually going through when they see that and then we are the champions i felt like because um like you were saying it's more of a broader anthem and to Mm -hmm. see the emotions of the singular people in the crowd like that that got to me like oh, yeah. I didn't tear up at that point, but I I felt what they were feeling toward this song. Like that to them, that song, each song, each Queen song means something completely different to like a bunch of different people, and that's kind of art. Yeah, it's art. It's interpretation. I feel like that was more where this movie succeeded was showing, like I said before, showing the impact that music can have on individuals and and people as a whole. Uh, what about you, Mark? As far as favorite song or songs. Don't stop me now. It was in the credits. They did play it technically <laughs> during the movie. Yeah, technically. Is that because you just think of Shaun of the Dead? I love that song. It's a good song. <laughs> but it's not the song. It's the mo- it's the song in the movie. And it wasn't the movie. They played the no no no. The, like, okay, they, so so you like they, stock footage? They, that was it was. <laughs> you Mark likes credits and stock footage. Freddie Mercury was very stiff in that. Like, uh, I think you were stiff. <laughs> hey. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Like like his motions in that in that video were very subdued. I thought I actually thought I was like he's a lot bigger than Rami Malek. Yeah. <laughs> um, of course that might have been before sickness, but yeah. Yeah. Um but no, I think the the uh we are the champions uh and like the whole live aid yeah. portion of it that was probably my favorite part of the movie was them reenacting the entire live age yeah because yeah. it was basically just like exactly a reenactment of yeah. that performance yeah uh reimagine actment yeah reimagine <laughs> activation <laughs> um that hashtag that jeff Re- hashtag reimagine actment can you spell it <laughs> done um but no that whole thing because like when they first started it, I was like, oh, cool, we'll get a couple songs. But then it was like, the set. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. They're, they just keep going with this. They keep showing like the different camera angles that are being used. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Like It felt a little hokey that, like, oh, we're not getting any money. You guys yeah. open your wallets. Oh, we've made millions of dollars. It's all thanks to Queen. Yeah, I thought um, that was like, we didn't even need that scene. No, we really didn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that whole that whole. Yeah, that's me. No one gives a shit about... The Stones. No one gives a shit about yeah, right. Bowie. No one get like, okay, come on. I understand you. like the move. This is Queen's movie, but like, I, that felt a bit forced. <laughs> that was the audience actually uh, um, giving uh, buying tickets at the theater. Yeah. It was it was supposed to be us. The phones yeah, represented yeah. us. Um, you will buy this shit and love it. But yeah, that that essential like concert was awesome, mm-hmm. and there were alternating moments of quality with Rami Malek's lip syncing. Mm-hmm. I think that was well done. I think some. I of think the, for the most part, it was, I thought it was really yeah. well done. There were a few parts like where they were in like smaller, more intimate settings that you could tell it wasn't quite right. Yeah. Um, I thought. I well, thought the one the one time, yeah, the one time where he did not do a good job lip syncing was when he was on MTV lip syncing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, maybe that was on. And also, and also, yeah. Yeah. And all, sure. yeah. Well, are you talking about the music video, or are you talking about the one where? No, Roger, that was on BBC. Roger, BBC. Oh, BBC that's yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Roger yeah. was complaining about the fake drums. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, yeah, he hits a thing that's like kink. It's yeah. like wood. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, we can actually play our instruments. And they're like, no, 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 not on the BBC. This is yeah. better. No one cares. We care. Yeah. No, I will tell you what. One of the, I, I think the the part of the um, the Live Aid concert that like first got to me was like previously in the movie. Um, Freddie, Freddie, or Rami had said, um, he was like, I, it, whenever, whenever I get on stage, like it just happens. Like I can't do bad on stage. And then like, he was like having the voice troubles and stuff going into the concert. And mm-hmm. then he like gets up there and like, everyone's all worried. Like, Oh no, he's yeah. not going to be able to sing. Mm-hmm. And then he just he, jumps up and just like nails it. Belts it like, out. And then they're like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even though it was like, it was, but he also changes his voice a little bit to, to make it easier on himself yeah, to yeah. nail it. But, like, still nailed it. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, it's it's the live rendition of that. So, yeah, there's not as many of the high notes as there would be normally. Yeah. Uh, the range is changed for the songs mm-hmm. for that set. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think that was really interesting, too. Yeah. What about uh, you, Jeff? What was your favorite? Uh, I, I would have to say We Are the Champions, mm-hmm. just because of what I, what I mentioned at the very beginning of the show. Yeah. Um, where, like, I, I didn't really get it when I was a little kid. And mm-hmm. I, like, you know, there's there's a lot of songs where you just don't think twice about what the lyrics mean. Yeah. Uh, and, and watching that scene definitely made me think about what, what the lyrics meant, uh, especially just watching, like, you know, thousands and thousands of people sing it. Um, so that was really cool. Um, 
Anything else? I'm trying to remember where they were for the the live performance that they did where they first played Bohemian Rhapsody. Right, it was like right after they had like oh. all those negative reviews about it. Oh yeah, was that on their American then, tour? Was that Madison Square Garden? Yes, yeah, it was Madison it was, Square, it was Square Garden. Garden. Uh, I, I really liked MSG. Yeah, I, um, I like MSG. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I really liked that. Um, but that was like wasn't the whole song, right? They like kind of like. Yeah. Other things, well, so. it's a six minutes, <laughs> and also we see it yeah. being made, and we know yeah. it, and all that too. So I yeah. think that that worked out. Um, yeah. Oh, those two. Yeah. Cool. Um, Mark, would you recommend this movie? Yeah, I would. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, like, because I was trying to think, like, at this point, you can't run into someone who doesn't know who Queen is. Like, I'm sure you could. I'm sure you I'm sure, I'm sure you, you absolutely can. Really? Oh, yeah. You I, think bet, so? I bet if you went to any... Well, you probably can't go to any elementary schools. But if you went to an elementary school... Because of that one time. <laughs> <laughs> My name's not Brian Singer. <laughs> oh. Wow. Um, Too soon. I, I, bet, I bet there's a lot of kids that don't know. What? Queen. Kids. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about I'm, people who are going to pay to go to see a movie. I'm saying... Well, yeah... Actually, one of the things that I really liked when we were watching this was the the ladies that were in front of us, and they got up and they were like, "I love this." Like it was like this. Was, I, I grew up with this. They're yeah. like, "I was yeah. when this music came out." Yeah, I yeah. think is what they said. Uh, but well, fine. If, I think <laughs> if uh, well, fine. Like we had talked about, like if you take the music out of it and you don't know who they are and you don't have any frame of reference with Queen for whatever reason somehow if that happens to you maybe don't go see it <laughs> because it yeah. doesn't it doesn't no, give you go see it and educate yourself it doesn't give you like characters that you're going to necessarily care about until more than halfway through the movie and even then you might not if you don't have anything drawing you on uh, instead go listen to Queen's discography Fair. yeah uh, but for the average person or at least the people that I interact with, I think they would enjoy this. Uh, like it, other than that, the slow start. It is. It is a good time. Mm-hmm. Did, and you had a good time. I was having a good time. Having a good time. I was. Yeah. Cool. Um, Jeff. Uh, yeah, I would. I would definitely recommend it. Um, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, I mean, like it's a, it's a long movie. Um, you know, it, it's kind of slow at some points and, you know, it struggles to get through some things, but you know, if you, if you can make it to the end, it, it's awesome. I liked it. Very cool. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say so. Like, I think it, for a lot of, I guess, even controversial material inside of this movie, even today, what with, um, AIDS education and, um, sexuality, I don't think it did a great job of maybe like conveying the impact of the time i would think i mean there was there was a situation where it was i think they uh said americans are um uh puritans yeah. uh, out loud or something like that but uh, perverts in the per- yeah in, perverts in private in private yeah um i think that was kind of that was kind of i mean still personally that's that's dead on yeah um it's still not but wrong. Yeah. i i don't think i don't think this the with regards to like i guess you want to say like social issues it was as deep as it could have been because yeah. it was a very progressive band, both in their personalities and the type of music they made. Um, but if you just want to go and 
have a good time. Um, if you're a fan of Queen's music anyway and just want to see po- some possible reimagined actimates of the music, um, I would say def- I would say check it out. Um, I maybe wait like if you're like I don't want to sp- like I said earlier if you don't want to mm-hmm. spend the money on it maybe wait until it comes out in just kind of theater or wait till it comes out on a streaming platform and and you'll be fine with it. Um, like like we're we're. We're nitpicking this movie. We're coming up with complaints, but honestly, we did love. Yeah. We did like watching this movie. We yeah. enjoyed ourselves. Um, so, before we go, Mark, what are you looking forward to um, coming up very soon? I know what you're going to say, but I want you to say it. Smash Brothers. Hey, Yay. Smash Bros. Ultimate not, Bros. Not this week, but next week. Ultimate Bros. Very soon. Um, and I don't. I don't think this is soon, but I saw you posted. Uh, Luther is coming back. Yes. Another season uh, of Luther, which is fantastic, comparable. I just Elba. Um, um, it'll be on BBC, so I'm hoping we get some kind of streaming through BBC America or possibly through a Hulu channel. Yeah. Um, so here's hoping for that. Uh, but those those two things uh, are high on the list right now. Um, yeah, Smash Brothers is gonna be so good. But Taylor, how about you? Um, I honestly, I can't, I think, think, can't, no, I can't think of too much because we are, we are the Spider-Verse. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I've heard nothing but incredible things about it. So yes, or amazing things about it as well. Or spectacular. Um, so (laughs) Jeff, stop shaking your head. Um, they've already greenlit like a sequel and like a women of the Spider-Verse. I just want to know, I just want to know where Spider-Pig comes from and if it comes from the Simpsons universe, because that's. Where it actually comes from. Spider-Pig does whatever a Spider-Pig does. Um, So I I don't have anything specific that I'm looking forward to, but I'm looking forward to that. Um, He's actually Spider-Ham, but anyway. So he's he's cooked. Um, But yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of... Your year is wrapped? Yeah, my year is kind of wrapped. I mean, um, I think now we start to get to... For me, I care about... Not care... I care, but I pay, atten- I pay attention to a lot of the movies that are up for Oscar contention. Usually those movies are coming out around this time. Um, so I'll be checking out a lot of like weird movies that people haven't seen quite yet, but will have heard of in like a couple months. Um, so that's kind of me. Uh, so hipster. T- Taylor saw them before they were cool. Fucking, yeah. fucking whatever. We have, uh, we have two, two, two bits of information. Two yes. Bits. One, two bits. Uh, we, we did get a good counterpoint about kids these days knowing queen kids these um, days they might not know queen but they probably know a lot of the songs because a lot of them are played in like commercials and things like that that's true so that was a good point brought up by jesse uh and then what about lion king uh i don't know about y'all but i watched it and i was like yeah apparently it is, it is <laughs> oh yeah i got real excited the uh the most watched disney trailer like of all time already or something like that uh which Here, is here's nuts here's Okay, I'll 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 go uh, I'll go both sides of the coin with this. So, I'm not like hugely invested in these Disney movies being remade. Like I, not that I'm like, not that I hate it. Not that I'm like shaking my fist in the air. But I also just don't. I'm ambivalent about it. Um, maybe indifferent. But for some reason, I was watching this trailer. Maybe it was because it caught me off guard. Because it was over Thanksgiving weekend. I was just watching football, and it came on. I didn't yeah. know it was going to premiere this weekend, which usually they announce that. And it was also like shot for shot, though. Yeah, it was. Trailer. Yeah, and I was watching it. I was like, "Fucking Lion King!" And I watched it. And I was like, "Nice." And then what <laughs> got me more amped was it reminded me of the cast, which I already knew was incredible. Yeah. And I, I've seen a lot of people like 
they're so bitter that these movies are being remade and normally I would join them but I just this was not this was not a logical reaction from me to this trailer it was like I I loved The Lion King when I was a kid and this looks crazy epic and the cast looks incredible mm-hmm. um I, I I don't want people there's another complaint too that like doing these quote unquote live action which it's not it's just a different C, it's just CG and not cartoon animated um these are like they didn't teach those lions to talk like, they're not real <laughs> but I mean they're calling it live action yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. not that's my point um is that they're there's been some kind of backlash about remaking animated movies because some the reaction is that oh do you think animated movies are like lesser art forms i don't think that's it i i honestly don't think i think it's hey let's make some money we already know this works like i don't i don't think it's trying to one up something i think it's just making it it's a reimagined document <laughs> i also is. i also think that they generally go a little bit darker with these too like apparently, yeah. uh, with I still haven't seen the Jungle Book. The, I like, haven't I either. Actually, yeah. But they I've got heard, another, another fucking one coming out I've, for that. Well, too. I've heard fantastic things about it, and I heard that it's dark. Um, so, but same, actually, same story though. I saw so, <laughs> I saw a post. The Lion that, King's kind of dark. The Lion King's year, super dark. Yeah, yeah. Next year, like the Disney release schedule is absolutely absurd because it starts with like Captain Marvel in March. Dumbo also in March, and then skips April. May is um, the a Marvel movie, the Avengers. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the new Avengers, and then after that, it goes to I think Aladdin live action, then Toy Story, then Lion King. Like March to the end of July, I think it was. I was like, that is an absurd. And I don't, I, I'm not going to be like, I'm going to go see that one. I'm not going to see all of those. Like, I will I see all of them except Dumbo, probably. I've never I, been I a big Dumbo fan. Remaking that, so. yeah. I can't remember. I, I saw Dumbo as a little kid, but I, I can't tell you anything about it. I love Aladdin. Love Aladdin. Definitely going to see that one. That's probably my second favorite Disney movie. Yeah. I think Beauty and the Beast is probably my favorite, actually. Will Smith as the genie. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Really, maybe like honestly, I'm I'll wait on all these. I really like, yeah, I, I, can, I can wait on I just wait on I, I like, I'll be excited to see them, but like, hmm, all right, I'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and so I think Spider Man Homecoming was or not Homecoming, Far From Home was in there. Okay, we get it. Disney makes a lot of shit that they've yeah. already made before. Cool, but, uh, <laughs> um, they bought a lot of shit. Yeah, they did. Uh, well, I think that's about it for us. Um, it's good to be back, guys. Yeah, it is good yeah. to be back. Um, and on that note and on that note uh, you guys can find Mark at spiders underscore corner on Instagram okay spider12587 on Twitter and spiders corner games on Facebook I am Tavy Adams you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tay T-A-Y D Adams um, you also find Jeffrey uh, somewhere on Instagram on Instagram at, at Hefe Chef Hefe Chef that is J-E-F-E you can hound him for stuff uh, we're not sponsored by this episode is brought to you by no one in particular because no one watches us um, our main theme is done by J-Mac of Sports Border Entertainment and all of our artwork is done by the lovely and talented Nicole Yang. Um thank you guys so much for joining us once again and until next time um, we just want you to break free <laughs>